Now, without further ado, uh, Comedy ACT, we love having them here every year in Canberra. I'd like to present the dollop, Dave Anthony and Gareth Reynolds. Thanks. Thanks, Bubby. Thank you, Bubby. Thank you, Bubs. Oh, oh, bad start. Dave's having a chair trouble. Whoop, what's... Oh, boy. So patient. I feel like this... Can people see? What about you there? You're like, what the fuck did I pay for? Oh, you're talking about the table being out in front? Here. Oh. Stand here for you. Is this better? Hi. Okay, good. Hi. We definitely want to thank everybody here for helping us out and everybody who came out, so we appreciate the fuck out of it, so thank yeah, you. Yeah, everybody, uh, except the guy who made the announcement. Yeah, Dave, we're not. Else. Dave in the wing over there, not a fan. Yeah, um, not him, but uh, Craig and the gang, really great. Yeah, Dave, drinker, yeah. heavy drinker. Heavy drinker. Uh, uh, likes the sauce. Been in 32 car accidents. Yep. <laughs> like he says, he's gin it to win it. Uh, yeah. That's what he always says. Yeah. You're listening to the dollop. This is a bi-weekly American history podcast. Once a week, I read a story <laughs> from American history to me amigo. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about, or Spanish. So. That's right. Yeah. I, sp- I speak es- Espanol. Mm-hmm. Um... No? No. Okay. Great. Good. March 10th, 1881. A little bit of pizza came out. Oh, my God. What a great uh, start. You're leaking za? Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sexy, and uh, sometimes pizza will just come out of me. (laughs) Little little parts, but uh, yeah, pizza just comes out of me any time of the day. That's awesome. Just a little piece of pizza. Yeah. Pretty hot. Kathleen Mary Josephine Lee was born at... uh, Oh, boy. Already, huh? Dubbo. At Tubbo? Dubbo. But Tubbo. Tubbo's a good one, too. Tubbo's good. New South Wales. The eighth child of uh, Timothy Behan, who was a bootmaker, and his wife, Charlotte. Sure. Great. At the age of eight, Kate started skipping school and stealing from her parents and a local shop. Okay, so eight. Eight. This is when adolescence was eight, though. This is when... Yeah, she's basically a teenager. Yeah, right, point. exactly. She's going through that phase that all eight-year-olds do at this time. Yeah. Uh, at 10, she ran away from home after being badly mistreated, and at 12, was found wandering the streets. She was incarcerated in the Parramatta... At, at, at 12? Parramatta. What are you... Eh, fuck off. <laughs> Parramatta. It don't Parramatta. Say it how you want. Out the Parramatta Industrial so she, School for she's Girls. She's 12 and uh, gets incarcerated? 12. Yeah, so she was out on her own for a couple of years. Just sure. Around, no, she had a good four. Being a kid. Right, yeah, being a kid <laughs> running away. On the streets. Right, sure. As so did. 12, she hits jail. She hits jail. Of course. Well, uh, industrial School for Girls. Uh, mm, so sounds non-free. Yep. Yep. Uh, by the time she was in her uh, mid-teens, she was back on the streets, uh, had a daughter out of wedlock when she was 19, okay. which uh, people weren't big on in the early 1900s. I always thought they were so supportive of others um, in that era. Yeah. 
Strange. It's all changed. Uh, and then uh, she uh, became a sex worker. Okay. I saw that guy at a brothel earlier. <laughs> that's who you thought was me. I thought that was you. Yeah, no, that's not me. That's that guy. In May 1902, she married Jack Lee. He was uh, an illegal bookmaker and petty criminal. Uh, but when he went to jail in 1905 for assault and robbery, they split up. Oh, okay. So that... you got it, you know. Right. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. It's time to cut a cord. Yeah. <laughs> Kate was then convicted of lying under oath during his trial and also for being an accomplice to the assault, but her conviction was overturned on appeal. Okay. So she's fucking... Okay. So now she's single and free? And Yeah, with a, with a kid. Sure. Right. But Relatively yeah. free. Yeah. In 1907, Kate was rolling. Police had recorded uh, 13 minor convictions by that point, mostly for uh, prostitution. Okay. So she's killing it. Sure. Sure. A police report described her around uh, 1907. Quote, each house she lived in was frequented by prostitutes, criminals, and others of ill repute. Men under the influence of drink would be accosted, taken into her house, and robbed, but would decline to take action for fear of publicity. Well, then what do you want? I mean, she's got a system. Yeah, she's fucking working it. Yeah, she's yeah. She's making shit happen. She's hidden trapping them. It's fine though. She was uh, very shrewd. So she pulled the old fucking rob. Yeah, I mean that's technical. The technical term right. uh, is fucking rob. Right, right, okay. Um, yeah, um, she was very shrewd and a dangerous woman who would resort to any device for revenge, and has often got satisfaction. So by doing weird because so. normally when kids leave home at eight, like everything is fine. Yeah, and then this one is not. Think, and that's weird. You think, uh, you know, good and bad would have been ingrained in her by the time she hit the streets at eight. Yeah, at eight uh, years old. I mean, she's fully formed. Yeah, she's, right. uh, she's ready to go. Yeah. My, I just, we just kicked our kid out. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, I know. The, the right decision. Right? That's time the to, right decision. Time to know what it's like out there, yeah. motherfucker. Go out and become a boot maker. Yeah, make some boots. Yeah. Matilda Tilly Devine was born... <laughs> Whoa, all right. Now, now they know what it is. Matilda Tilly Devine? Mm-hmm. Okay. Was born on September 8th, 1900, to bricklayer Edward Twist. And pipe layer. And what? Pipe layer. He had a baby. Not sure. Okay. And pipe layer Edward Twist. And his wife Alice in London. From 1915 to 1919, uh, she spent time at Bow Street Court and Lockup for prostitution, theft, and assault. Okay. And then she fell in love. Oh, all right, a love story. In April 1917, when she was 16 years old, she married Australian serviceman Jim Devine, and they had one son in 1919. Okay. So Jim went back to Australia, and uh, Till- Tilly uh, followed him up in a bride ship in 1920. In a bride ship? Yeah, just all the ladies get on a ship. Okay. And, it should be uh, called a courtship. Okay. It's a low bar. That's... Don't you raise the bar on me. Well, let me hop over the babies. Uh, Tilly left her son behind. Good. Always why, good. Why do you need one of those? No. You know, you're going to Australia. If you're going to Australia, cut shit loose. Start yeah. over again. Yeah. You know He's I mean? almost eight. He'll figure yeah, it out. Fucking, that's when, that's when shit happens. That's mm-hmm. when you're on your own. Uh, so her, her uh, parents took care of him. And then Tilly got back into sex work in Sydney. And uh, Jim was her uh, protector, chauffeur, and getaway man. Okay. You, shouldn't, you shouldn't need a 
get away, man, if you're a sex worker, but, uh, you know, what, what is sometimes that? you do a, a tug and run or whatever. What'd you call it? Uh, I think I called it the fucking rob. Oh, yeah, I'm thinking of a tug and rub. Oh, you're thinking of the, the tug and steal. Yeah. So she was... The, she, jerk, the, the, the reason why she had a chauffeur, a protector, and a getaway driver, by the way, really the same job. Yep. Uh, three times. Yep. But the reason she had him was because of theft, mainly. So she's robbing and then getting in the chauffeur, protector, getaway car? I mean, I think she was, it, she was doing it all. Sometimes she'd, you know... But what does she need a getaway driver for? Is he just bumping she... up the resume a little? No, I think that sometimes they would rob people, but I also think, you know, she would fuck them too, and then, and, and, you know. And then be like, let's get out of here. <laughs> we need a siren. The, that's, what the be- <laughs> that's what the best sex workers do. Uh, they roll. As soon as they're done, they put a siren on their head. Aren't we going to snuggle? <laughs> Why are you running so fast? <laughs> oh, she has a getaway driver. I mean, if you're paying the guy, you may, you may as well make a quick getaway. Yeah. No, it's 15 extra bucks for spooning. Pillow Jesus. talk. That's the that that's the saddest. Well, I just I mean, I'll could go you to imagine a... paying fifteen extra dollars to spoon. Yeah, that's where are you going? <laughs> well, <laughs> we just shared a magical experience. <laughs> Do you want to lay down and smoke some cigarettes and talk? I mean, I don't know. Let's get to know each other. <laughs> let me get lost. Let me lose my hand in your hair for a minute. <laughs> That's, uh, that's 25 extra dollars. That's fine. I'll pay that. I'll pay yeah. that. I'll pay whatever you want. Yeah. How much for you to stick around and listen about my dad? Oh, 100 <laughs> That's like $200. You didn't uh, hug enough. You know what? No, I'm not going to do that. <sighs> that's not worth it. Um, All right. Maybe you could pee on me instead or... Uh, maybe shrimp cocktails? I don't know. Let's meet in the middle here. I kind of want to bond. <laughs> You're terrific. I feel sad inside. <sighs> That's because I left you. <laughs> uh, what, do you it, need a beer? You just look longingly no, just at your bucket. You're just, just seeing what's going on. It just looks so great. I mean, it looks like an ad. Well, this is how we're opening them tonight. Oh, Jesus. Give it up for our opener. Uh, he's great. You're going to love him. In 1914, Kate Lee was uh, living in the slums of Frog Hollow in Surrey Hills. Sure, I love Frog Hollow. Fucking great. Yeah. Uh, great frogs. Yep. She allegedly helped plan the Everly Railway Workshop's payroll robbery. Oh, say no more. Yeah, a classic. It was a sensation at the time because it was so daring. It happened in broad daylight in a densely populated part of the city... They used revolvers, and for the first time in the history of Australia, a car was used as the getaway vehicle. Well, because there was a chauffeur and a protector. Yeah. But it was the first time everyone was like, holy shit, they got in a car. That is the best. Oh, well, well, we're not going to catch them. How did they come up with that? (laughs) Let's go back and figure out what we should do with our cars. We'll get them. We'll get them. Well, they, we'll get them. They were chased by a guy with, with a horse and carriage, but that didn't... Uh, what happened? Didn't he catch like, him. No! Just one corner. And Come on! Um, but then they were caught because they forgot to cover the license plate. <laughs> oh, God. Someone just wrote that down. So, so they... Yeah. Right. So this is the first time of a getaway car, but they already found a bump in the road. Yeah. Right. Kate was then uh, 26. You know uh, the carriage guy, horse and carriage guy, was gloating. <laughs> I knew we'd get you. Yeah, that's why we don't have a license on me horse. 
I'll just leave. I'll just go. Kate was uh, 26. Uh, she was charged again with uh, committing perjury during the Emily Rob- robbery trial of Samuel, a.k.a. Jewy whoa, Freeman. Whoa, whoa, He was obviously Jewish? Yeah. Or it, it, he yeah. was hard to swallow? No, you're thinking of Chewy. Right, sorry. This is, uh, Jewy. This is when nicknames were very direct. Yeah, right, right yeah, come right at you. Yeah. So, Jewy was Jewy. a known Sydney thief, and Kate was his mistress. Okay, his misty. Sure. She was one of uh, the main witnesses in his defense, and the perjury charge came after she said Jewy slept on her couch the entire day of the robbery. Okay. It's a pretty good uh, alibi. Yeah. <laughs> no, Jewy was passed out. Right, Jewy? Oh, boy, Yeah. Another accomplice explained how Kate had tried to convince him to go along with her uh, made-up couch story. Quote, she went into the yard and got a tomahawk and came in and said, I will cut your bloody head off, you bastard, and chop me on the right eye with the point of the tomahawk. I put my left hand over my face, and she hit my left arm, breaking it in two places. So her... So that's how she was trying to talk another guy so by, <laughs> into... So by trying to get Jewy off of a crime, she was just cutting people with a tomahawk, arguably illegal. Well, depends how you do it. I think it sounds illegal, breaking arms. Yeah, you're not supposed to hit people in the face. How long did they pitch on the alibi? Four seconds? Three or four seconds, yeah. Okay. Well, just say you're sleeping on the couch. Great, we'll do that. Uh, She got five years in uh, jail. Okay. Uh, What she took away was uh, not to lie to help a man. Quote, five years for sticking to a man. I'll swing before I'll stick to another. There we go. I've said that before. (laughs) I said that about you yesterday. Yeah. But you were really sticking to me. I was. I can't help it. (laughs) (laughs) You melt me. In 1916, around 5,000 members of the Australian Infantry Forces If you said the infancy, I wouldn't be surprised if there was an infancy force. All right, two-year-olds, get fucking ready. Here we go, boys, pull up your diapers. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Listen to Jewy. (laughs) Listen to baby Jewy. Um, So the Australian Forces went on a drunken rampage uh, at Liverpool, southwest of Sydney. This led to New South Wales... The forces were hammered? Yeah, they just got shit-faced and went fucking... Yeah. All right. Uh, they went crazy. Okay. We might have talked about that in another one. Um, the, the, the battle plan is to get shit-faced and then go for it? Well, they, no, they just fucking had a riot, probably because they shut down the bars or whatever. Right. Uh, so this led to New South Wales voting for pubs to close at 6 p.m. Oh, God. Well, that's a terrible decision. Right? I can't imagine anything worse to do to Australia... Because that is, that, that's like what they would, when in England forever it was 11 p.m. And what it would cause is it would cause this, like, it would cause nine, like the whole bar to pound nine beers. And then at 11 o'clock, a mass exodus. And then brawls would just happen. Just yeah. because people would be like, what the fuck did you say? I just say nothing. Fuck him. And then pint glasses are getting thrown. Yeah. So 6 p.m., I imagine, is uh, much worse. Worse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this led <clears throat> to uh, Sly Grog businesses opening, which uh, we've we've touched uh, on the Sly Grogging Ill- illegal liquor s- joints. Sure. So Kate got out of jail in 1919 and started running a Sly Grog business, selling booze after 6 p.m. She also sold cocaine. Oh shit! Which at that time was called Snow. But it still is, man. And you got pe- that snow, bro? 
People that did coke were called snowdroppers. Oh, man. Time to bring all this back. <laughs> you drop snow? <laughs> I mean, I think that went to like 1988. Yeah. It was like snow. Uh, pretty soon, Kate had enough money to buy a house and open more sly groggeries in Surrey. She also started uh, fencing stolen goods. Okay. She's all she's all over right. the place. Right, yeah. No, she's versatile. She's yeah. uh, d- got a diversified portfolio. Yeah. Making shit happen. Sure. In January 1921, the now well-known Kate was in Paddington Police co- uh, Court on charges of theft. She was accused of stealing three pounds from a Danish sailor. <laughs> the sailor said he gave Kate the money for whiskey... And then Kate sent a little girl to go get the whiskey, but the girl never came back, and then Kate kicked him out of the place. They had a... The use of children, like the labor of children. No, we've got to put them to work. How old is this? This little girl's like, what, five, and she's on a whiskey run? Five, five, if that, yeah. Uh, But (laughs) you just say, hey, don't drink this yourself. Okay. And then, uh, you know, go get that whiskey. Okay. That's it. Okay. That's the whole transaction. Okay. I remember. No, I don't think you do. Yeah. Run away and don't come back. <laughs> nope. Oh, what is it? Go get whiskey. Okay. And then bring it back here. Bring, okay. I don't, got it. Don't drink it. Okay. Okay. I understand. Say it back. Run away. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Don't no. drink whiskey and run away. No, 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 no. I no. get all the whiskey. No. I'm five, so it's very... I know. Okay. Okay, so go get the whiskey. Okay, I'm going to go. Bring it back here. Okay. And give it to that man over, the Danish guy. Okay, I'll see you in a week. No. What? Huh? Huh? Why don't go get some cocaine instead? Oh. Snow dripping? Dropping? (laughs) Yes. Snow dripping. I do coke. (laughs) I do cocaine. (laughs) It's legal. It is medicine now. I know it is. Yeah. 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 (laughs) In June, she was back in court. Quote, Kate Lee, 33, a married woman, was convicted at the Central Police Court of offensive behavior. As soon as her sentence was pronounced, she flung at the bench. Quote, your worship, the sergeant is not fit to hold his position. Then as she was escorted to the dugout, she pointed to the sergeant and said, you receive your 50 pounds a month from prostitutes and two up schools, which gambling places. You're only a blackmailer. The sergeant brought her back in court and she was fined three more pounds. Okay. Tilly was also spending quite a bit of time in court. In December 17, 1921, she was seen by a cop stopping three different men on the street, but each of the men resented her offer. Resented it? Yeah, they were like, fuck you. I don't want to... Get it all up in your vagina or whatever you say to it. I resent that. I, I, I mean, they're gentlemen, and some, and they're probably, I don't need to pay. At least not. I don't want to talk about it publicly. Zip. Um, <laughs> they might be, you know, they might be church it, guys, so they're pretending like they don't want to fuck someone. Right. Right. Jesus is watching. Right. Jesus is watching, so right. they got to act like they don't want to fuck her, but they really want to fuck her. Right. Because a woman came up to him on the street and said, I, I will fuck you. And guys are like, what? Yeah. Right, yeah, no. <laughs> so, she, so she's... It's, uh, it's, it sounds like a trap to a man on the street. Yeah. What's, what's happening? Mm. This is, uh, I can just do that? Mm, I'm dubious. In court, she told the judge, quote, every time I go out in the street, I seem to be arrested. I told them I was not doing anything, and they said they know me, and that was enough. Well, so that, she's just getting arrested now for... 
which ha- I think ha- like happens still. Yeah, like yeah, if yeah. You, there's people that yeah, they'll just go automatically go to that person with the intent to arrest. Yeah, I think you're talking about black people. In mm, I didn't want to label it, in, but um, uh, America, it's yeah. non-whites. Sure, sure. <laughs> In 1922, Kate was convicted on a charge of vagrancy and sentenced to a month in prison. Okay. She appealed and won. She appeals and wins all the time. Okay. Thank God because uh, she found the love of her life that year. On September 26, 1922, she married Edward Joseph Teddy Berry. (laughs) Dude. What's up? Edward Joseph? (sighs) Teddy Berry. Teddy Berry. Yeah. Hi. Hey, buddy. I'm Teddy Berry. Get the fuck out of here. I love you. Get the fuck out of here. I'm full of love. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. The fuck is happening? <laughs> Who invited this son of a bitch? Nah. Don't fucking talk to me like that. Whoa. Uh, hey, man. I'll cut You're a You're a fucked up bear. I'll cut a bear. What? I'm I'll not a bear. I'll stab a bear. I'm not a, I'm not a bear. Okay. I love you now. Coochie, coochie. <laughs> Magic's real. <laughs> uh, Teddy was also a sly grog seller. We, we're going to need to go with Teddy Berry. Uh, yeah, Teddy Berry name. was also a sly grog seller and a small-time sure, criminal. Sure, sure. Yep. But adorable. You're guilty of cuteness, Teddy Berry. Would you like some gin? <laughs> <laughs> yes, magical little thing. <laughs> Where's my wallet? God damn it, Teddy Berry. <laughs> Evil shit. In 1926, Kate was back in court, this time as part of a conspiracy to defraud the railway commissioners of New South Wales. A man who had been summoned to be on the jury said Kate tried to bribe him, okay. saying she could make it worth his while. And mm. the judge told Kate she could make a statement, so she said, quote, I don't know what he's talking about. And she got away with it again. Wow. Uh, so now... <laughs> acquitted again. So is she just a superhero? She made a, she made a good case. She sure did. Yeah, very litigious. Yeah. <laughs> in the early 1920s, Kate ran more than 20 slide groggeries and some brothels. Jesus Christ. Yeah. She's... Okay. She's making the... The town's having fun because of her. She would uh, talk working-class women into the trade by promising they could own jewels, furs, clothes, and have a good time. Telling them, quote, it's a nasty world, so it's best to enjoy it while you can. Well, she ain't wrong. Right? Yep. Uh, some brothels were, up, were for upscale businessmen, and others, uh, according to police, quote, catered to the worst class of thieves. Oh, God. Yeah. That's so Pretty hot, There's right? levels. Yeah, yeah, no, those are, def- those are definitely, that's definitely the one you want to work at. Yeah. Is this the businessman one? No, no, no. These are abominations. Yeah. And you have a 330. He's coming in. <laughs> Hello? Me. Mind if I pay you in candlesticks? Uh-huh. Clang. <laughs> there definitely was a time where I was like, I mean, he's got 20 candlesticks. <laughs> Legit dude, you know what I mean? Uh, on Friday and Saturday nights, crowds of men milled in the streets waiting to get into mums, which is what her places were called. Uh, why would you oh, call... Isn't that hot, a brothel called mums? <laughs> Welcome to incests. <laughs> Haven't you always wanted to get inside a mum? Haven't you? Oh my God. Come on, you guys, one of you guys, please open up a brothel called Mums. Uh. Or incest. Call it incest. 
Just see how it goes. You might be fucking rolling in money. You don't know. Yeah, it could a be a smart people, assessment. A lot of people have fantasies. It could be. Come on. Oh. It hurt everybody. Well, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of a lot of jokes, but I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, no, we are in a minefield right now. <laughs> At some point when it becomes illegal. Uh... So uh, Kate now had a small empire of crime. She had after-hours drinking venues like grog, prostitution, illegal betting, gambling joints, and was buying stolen goods. She got the title of Queen of the Underworld and had the loyalty and protection of a group of male gangsters. Okay. Tilly was also building up her own empire, centered around prostitution, which the Vagrancy Act was basically begging her to do. Okay. So the Vagrancy Act of 1902 allowed police to arrest prostitutes as vagrants okay and the follow-up police offenses act of 1908 prohibited men from profiting off the earnings of sex workers okay so so that means that only that means that it just makes it so women can be the brothel owners oh okay that's better right i don't think so (laughs) i don't think it makes a difference it feels like it's a little more like it's Maybe a little more comfortable to talk about, you know? <laughs> it's more of a... You mean, it's more so, you, so you think it's better conversationally? No, I just think, I think if, I, if I were to work in a brothel, uh, okay. I would feel, that, let's, I would let's, feel let's more... Let's stop right there. Okay, sure. Okay, so Sorry, when I worked in a brothel. <laughs> I, thought it, I found it more comfortable to take direction from my own gender, because I was like, <laughs> he gets it. <laughs> he knows what it's like. But every time a lady would come in and be like, go fuck him, I'd be like, man, man, you don't get it. Come on. Yeah. This was nine and a half months ago, so right. it's still fresh. This was at incest, right? This was at, yeah, it, yes, this was at Mama's House of Incest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The only place you don't want to come inside. Mom's house of whoopsie. <laughs> Here at Don't Tell Dads. <laughs> yeah, shit. Hope there's no kids here. Not anymore. By now, by now the parents are like, no, now, no, now, no, 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 now. Code red, go, Tommy. Go get some whiskey and come back. And a little snow. So Tilly was very organized. She offered her girls lodging, and Jim sold cocaine to the customers and, and the girls, and they came from all walks of life. There were seasoned streetwalkers, hard-up housewives, mothers from the suburbs trying to support their families, lonely and poor young women who had come to the city from the country, inner-city kids drawn by the excitement. It's the same today. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, those looking uh, to make more money than they could work it in a factory. Right. Tilly also had elite call girls available for politicians and businessmen. Wow. And she had older female sex workers called boat girls. Oh, boy. Who catered to sailors. <laughs> hey, sexy. Hi. Are you... Are you, you feel seasick? Why don't you come and balance the equilibrium over at grandma's? <laughs> come into grandmums. 
Uh, there's a couple rules. Hey, yeah. No moving anything that has bones on me. Yeah. No, uh, no docking. And I can smoke throughout the entire experience. Now, let's get this party... St- Oh, hey. <laughs> Welcome to Grandmums. No, no, honey, that one was just inside of you. <laughs> you took a napsy <laughs> while he was doing it. I thought I died. Inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hi, sailor. Hey, cutie pie. <laughs> Yo, my hip and my arm. Ow. Let me just take this hair off and we'll get started. <laughs> Hello. In May 1925, Tilly cut the throat of salesman Sidney Cork because he was not speaking respectfully enough to her. Okay. She got 18 months. <sighs> <laughs> the, the punishment is so off. It, yeah. what, like, what? It just makes no sense. It's like backwards. To be fair, he's a salesman. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Fine. That so, makes sense. Yeah. You know. Anybody wanna... works in retail. Right. Um, you can just kill. Right. It's uh, just one of those rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Sydney. So some people want to get rid of Tilly. Uh, the Sydney Truth, February 1925. Quote: Tilly Devine, Queen of the Night, undisputed chaperone of a desolate, wanton bunch of Magdalens, and by her long list of police convictions, indisputably the worst woman in Sydney. This hysterical, irresponsible woman, as full of venom as the most deadly snake when anyone, especially the police, intercept her and try to halt her unseemly behavior, should return to the city of her birth, London. Oh, so they want to export her. Yeah, get her back to London. Yeah, okay. Deport her. I think. I don't think it's called export. I don't think you export humans. You more export goods, like uh, sandwiches, for instance. Well, Dave, I'm going to push back on your example. (laughs) If we're playing pushbacks, (laughs) how are the sandwiches? Rotten. What are we doing? Well, really, they just came from Sydney. Yeah, yeah. No, they're bad. All of them are bad. Well, I may have to rethink my export business. Yeah. How about soup? Or humans. Humans! Yeah. No, soup's better. Yeah. Um, so this, uh, this little article about uh, Tilly came about because she was about to I- appear in court on four charges. Offensive behavior, indecent language, being a common Magdalene. What, what does that mean? I mean... Just being... What? What's a Magdalene? I thought that was a name. What is it? I, what is, it is a prostitute? Oh, okay. Is, is that from the Bible? She was a prostitute in the Bible? Is there stuff about her getting it on? Are there any things you can point me to? Is there some hot, hot... It, well, it gets pretty chapters? spicy in the New Testament. Yeah. They spiced it up for sweeps, yeah. <laughs> uh, and she also had assaulted Timothy Lenahan. Sure. Uh, when Lenahan entered the witness box, uh, Tilly yelled, quote, Look at him! Look at him! He charged me with assault? That's a frame-up! He's big enough to eat me! And then he did. Wait a minute. 
<laughs> Tilly in the witness box. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna yep. not make my jokes. <laughs> the Sydney Truth was also not a fan of Tilly's husband. Quote, uh, James Edward Devine, racehorse owner, car proprietor, and... It sort of sounds like you're doing the dollop intro for yourself. <laughs> Dave Anthony, <laughs> chauffeur, protector, getaway driver, garbage tosser. Oh, yeah. Yeah, throw that Something on the like res. That. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, racehorse owner, car proprietor, proprietor, a regular man about town. Oh. And we're running out of steam after two. Right after two, there's nothing. A hulking, crafty trafficker in all things despicable. What? A schemer. Oh. Employing abhorrent methods in which to feed his fat and undesirable carcass and ensure that no calluses, <laughs> the imprint of honest toil, should appear on his fat, flabby hands. Jesus Christ. And is a shameless parasite. <laughs> so that's... Okay. Let's get her under oath. <laughs> Well, that's him. They, oh, yeah, that's yeah no, yeah, right. But who's saying that about him? The, uh, the Sydney Truth in his oh, okay, paper. okay, sorry. The Sydney Truth is not a fan of this couple. Right, well, like a good paper title. Tilly was arrested again by Constable Stuckey for accosting men on Goulburn Street. If they turned her down, she'd yell and swear at them. It's sort of that a actually weird... Ha- but that actually happened to me. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's on my first album. I was in Brooklyn, and I was walking home one night, and this... Uh, I would describe her as a troll or a goblin. Uh, no teeth. Uh, one leg doesn't bend, and she comes sliding across the road. And she said, uh, "Hey, would you like some pussy?" And I said, uh, "No." And then she yelled at me, "You fucking faggot!" And I was like, "That's not okay." Um, well, those are bad options. I'm also not attracted to your personality. So how's that? <laughs> Quite a terrible tongue on you. Uh, in court when her convictions were read out so they would so at this time apparently they would read all of her past convictions when she, for the next <laughs> sure, trial right? sure yeah great way to yeah great Start way to keep off. it open and honest yeah yep. uh, we don't want anyone biased read everything she's done so in cor- court when her convictions were read out Tilly yelled quote give a woman a fair go saying it's unfair to that they're read reading her a, convictions uh, okay the judge gave her six months for prostitution until he went batshit crazy. She stamped her feet, tore her hair, and screamed out, I won't do time! Uh, and she was carried out of qu- court, quote, like an infuriated animal. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, she sprang. She sprang! <laughs> uh, she got out and went right back to it. She was charged with using indecent language and assaulting Constable Carandon. She threw uh, her shoe at him, hit his nose which, quote, caused a flurry of blood. (laughs) Okay. Not since the snow drip have we seen so much come out of a nose. Tilly said she threw the shoe, but it did not hit the officer. He just had a nosebleed because of allergies right after. The constable said, quote, I think her brain has given way. If she continues coming here, she will have to be medically examined. Boy, okay. Uh, from 1921 to 1925, Tilly had 79 convictions Holy on shit. prostitution-related charges. She charged six shillings. The weekly average uh, wage then was 60 shillings. So okay. she's making pretty good money. Yeah. As long as she's knocking out 10 a week. Right. As the two... Look, I'm just doing math right now. Yeah. 
that's the language of a mathematician game. Yeah. So pretty sure. Probably get a couple extra bucks for peeing on them. I think we've left math now. Uh, <laughs> unless this ends in an equation. Um, as uh, Kate and uh, uh, Tilly became more and more powerful, it was an inevitable they would go up against each other. Okay. I wasn't sure if we were going to see them come together or fight. <sighs> well, you know how this podcast works. Sure. Not good. Another reason was that Tilly thought she was of a higher class than Kate. She always talked about how her parents were fine people and had nothing but disdain for Kate's crude style. Okay. So classism amongst uh, sex workers. Sure, right, a divide. And criminals. Right. In 1927, cocaine, which had been legal and sold all over the country, was declared illegal. On what grounds? Uh, Just being too Too much productivity? (laughs) Too many winding stories with no end? Nobody had stories anymore. Hey, man, I think we should open a change bank, right? Like, people just come in, we have a, a, a you know... That reminds a me... five, we give them change. That's awesome. I love that yeah. a lot. You know what yeah. that reminds me of? Is what? this one time when... Uh-huh. Uh, my horse was sick. Yeah. And uh, we, yeah. We, were, we were out. My horse was sick. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know what to do. Hey, I so fucking I was, like, love freaked horses, out. I, I love horses, too, but yeah. hold on. Let me finish this. Okay. Okay, so uh, while I'm out there, horse is sick. Uh-huh. I don't know what to do. So I'm like, yeah. I'm going to go get help. So I go, like, up this huge mountain. Yeah. I'm, like, looking for help, but I don't find anyone. Yeah. So then I run down the mountain. I don't find anyone still. Yeah. So then I go to town, and I actually find a buddy of mine who I haven't seen for a while. Great wow. guy. Great guy. Great guy. Unbelievable yeah. guy. Is it Bert? Kind of guy. It's Bert. Yeah. Well, actually, it's Bert and Bert's cousin. Do you know right. Bert's cousin? I know Bert's cousin. Bert's cousin is the we call him the glug because he can drink more grog than anyone. Right. So we're there with Bert's cousin Glug and Bert, yeah. and I'm walking around town, uh-huh. and then we go uh-huh. out, and uh, this is good shit. Yeah. This is great this snow, is really and it's, gr- it's dripping. It's and totally um, I don't even remember the beginning of this, but right. Bert, I love Bert. I love Bert. What he's I've always the loved best about Bert, guy. let me finish this. What yeah. I've always loved about Bert is yeah. that he, he's the kind of guy you could call with anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you call on him, like he comes and helps you right away. Right. Like that's the kind of dude he is, which kind of reminds that's me of my what? brother. Let me finish. Which yeah. kind of reminds me of my brother Trap, because he's this dude who, like, always, he's got all these great skills. Like he's the kind of guy who picks up something right away. Gets it like musical instruments, yeah. he can play like 13 of them, right? Right, right? shut up, hold right. on, let me finish. So, so he's got like 13 yeah. instruments he can play, which is sick, right? right? But I'm always just like, What are you doing? You know, right. what are you gonna do? But he's the kind of guy he can't figure out a plan, okay? You know what I mean? So, yeah. anyway, so he he's cool, and then he okay, just, so I'm gonna go for a run, run. yeah, I'm go for a run. run, go for a run. So, then he just he's the kind of guy who, like, he's awesome, right? Like, he genuinely is the kind of so, so he meets this girl, he meets this girl, hey, I'm back, hey man, Hi. I just finished. Oh, shit. yeah, have I ever told you about Bert? <sighs> oh, I love Bert, oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, you know no, Bert? he's the kind of okay. guy. Bert's the kind of guy. Bert's the kind of guy. Anyway, that's what cocaine's like. We've never done cocaine. We've never done cocaine. We've no. just seen people do it. No, I've never woken up at 9 a.m. like, what's my deal? Um, so, 1927, cocaine's made illegal. Uh, Surely the, the people took that well. Yeah. And the Pistol Licensing Act made it an automatic six-month jail sentence for anyone carrying an unlicensed firearm. Ha! <laughs> Fucking pussies. Uh, uh, thank God we don't subscribe to that theory. Yeah, fuck that. Good Lord. I'd rather get shot in the face than give up my freedom. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> the freedom to die senselessly is something we hold dear. Uh, Kate and Tilly's men have been using guns, but now that uh, this law had been passed... They started to pick a new weapon of choice. Mm. Straight razors. Oh, God. Not for shaving. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> 
Evening Penny Post, May 27th, A great, a, a great publication. It's just a penny. Yeah. No, the EPP. You can never change your name. You EPP can never charge great. more. No, 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 never. No, you know no. when you're going to come the next day? It's like the Nickel Post. Everyone's yeah. going to be like, what the fuck is happening? There's no alliteration. It's terrible. Yeah. Nickel News. <laughs> Nothing happened. <laughs> Quote, a fierce war is being waged between two rival gangs in Darlinghurst. Australia. <laughs> a fierce war is being waged between two rival gangs in Darlinghurst. Wounding with razors has occurred in the past week, and revolvers have been flourished with Wild West fervor and frequency. On Sunday afternoon, a man was attacked in Surrey Hills by five others. With fists and boots had uh, failed to injure him sufficiently, they produced a razor, and he was slashed across the face. He lost part of the lobe of his left ear. Uh, okay. Pretty hot. Did anyone say they were Surrey? <laughs> it's okay it's okay to be disappointed sometimes <laughs> a paper reported about slashed and disfigured victims quote have you seen a man with those terrible two slashes forming a grotesque letter L scarring his face from forehead to chin when you see it you know what it is the brand of the razor gang a band of hold-up men whose weapon is the razor and leave their victims with faces slashed and bleeding. Men with slashed and sliced faces who refuse to tell how they came by their injuries are becoming increasingly frequent visitors to the Sydney General and St. Vincent's Hospitals. And they're too scared to say what happened. Well, there's a rule in the gang that even if it's someone from the other side, you don't. I like that. You handle your own business. I like, like that. There's snitches at this point really get stitches. Yeah. yeah. Infected of, ones. A lot of stitches yeah. happening. Yeah. I assume that when they go home at night, they're, they're cleaning their razors and... Um, oh, so they're respectable about it. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, they're, they're putting it, rubbing alcohol at sure. night. Sure, yeah, it in no, 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 yeah. Tomorrow's slashing. Yeah, for you sure. Wanna, you want to slash a guy, but you want to give him an infection. Right, yeah. Have some manners. No, there's rules of engagement. Uh, when the war started raging, Tilly moved out of the gang-infested neighborhood into a suburb. She had a proper home with crystal glassware and uh, would have dinner service. This allowed her to talk more shit about Kate's class status. Right, because she had crystal. Yeah. It... <laughs> it was like a bunch of them. Yeah, those three people just fucking walked out like it was nothing. <laughs> and they're all going to the bathroom. Yeah. You want to wait? Guy... Uh... Uh, it would be so great to wait. <laughs> just so great to wait. 20 minutes? I mean, I think he's sick. I don't know what his deal is, but this is... Who goes in Snow. a... Who goes... That's weird. A guy and two girls. Yep. There goes another guy. Oh, Jesus. All right, we shouldn't have access to seeing the bathroom anymore. <laughs> it's becoming my new favorite show. <laughs> Who's pissing? In 1929, Tilly bought some meat from a butcher and came back to complain that the meat was bad. Well, that, that happens in a lot of her businesses. I... <laughs> There's a convict one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She threw the meat at the butcher. Okay, and... so she doesn't know how to return things. <laughs> right? Or she's really good at it. Maybe. And she threatened to clean up the place. Well, Quote. thank you. It is a little dirty. I mean, I... Thank you, Tilly. That's very nice of you. Then she picked up the meat and went around the shop, putting it in front of customers' noses and ordering them to smell it. Tilly, no, that's not how we clean here. What are you doing? <laughs> smell it. 
Smell it! Yeah, it's bad. Isn't it? It's, you know, something. It was also on the floor, so... Yeah. That's not great. I just want my money back. She then grabbed a long knife and put it against the butcher's heart and made him open the cash register. Quote, give me my money back or I'll plunge this through your heart. Jesus. He gave her the money. (laughs) Yeah. In court, after hearing the story, the jury indicated that it did not want to hear anything further. And acquitted Tilly. Wow. <laughs> it, what is... Is, there, is is she just a sympathetic figure? Or they no, hate the butcher? No, scared of her. Okay, right, gotcha. Okay, so I they mean, weren't... Right. who threatens a butcher? Particularly... <laughs> the a, animals, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Kate went to jail in uh, June 1929 for being the keeper of a house frequented by reputed thieves. They were really cracking down on shit. Sure, so, yeah. Uh, while she was in jail, there was a fight between the gangs. Two of Kate's men shot one of Tilly's men in the street. Okay. The gang who, uh, the guy who shot him was nicknamed Gunman. <laughs> well, you saw that coming. Good Lord. Gunman shot me. Gunman? <laughs> Troy Gunman? <laughs> of the Gunmans? Yeah. Shot ya? Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. He's the only guy who couldn't switch to razors. Yeah, he was like, I can't, my dad. Yeah, I got a thing. My dad's a gunman, my grandpa. Yeah, yeah. It's a whole fucking thing. Yeah. So I'm thinking of using a razor. Over my dead body. You're not my son. Yeah. So uh, the guy he shot wasn't dead. Uh, and then that guy, you know, had to get some, uh, get some revenge. So Jim and Tilly went home, and Jim got his gun because he heard about the shooting. Okay. Uh, and then the guy who had been shot took a tram to their house. Okay, sure. Yeah, just the casual ride. <sighs> Fuck. Excuse me, you're getting blood on me. I know, I'm getting blood on me too. <sighs> you live around here. <sighs> yeah, I live a little ways up. Are you okay? I'm, I'm dying, but I just got one more thing to do. <laughs> Shit, it burns. It burns? Yeah, it burns. <sighs> Can't believe nobody would give me a seat. It's <laughs> true. Um, he got to their house around midnight. Um, and at the Just same... dying. Yeah. Sorry, it took so long. I'm bleeding out. Ow. Um, and a gunman and another of Kate's henchmen arrived at the same time, and they climbed the fence, and gunman yelled, quote, I'm out for blood, you bastard, and then Jim shot him. (laughs) Well, he kind of gets it then. Yeah. And as he was laying dying in the hospital, he was questioned by police, and he said, quote, I know you are police, go away. (laughs) (laughs) Like it? Yep. Uh, Jim was arrested. And, and that's still sticking to this code of sort of yeah. not ratting. Okay. No, no ratting. Right. Jim was uh, arrested and charged with murder. The court found it justifiable homicide. Boy. But that's probably because the guy was climbing over the fence saying, I'm out for your blood, you bastard. Right. Yeah. No, there is a good case. Uh, Jim refused to testify against Kate's, uh, the other henchman. Um, Kate's uh, new chauffeur and friend, Bruce Higgs, told the cop he thought he was up next. Was he also a protector and a getaway driver, or he's just a straight chauffeur? I think he's just a straight chauffeur. I don't wow. think he's a protector Good or a Lord. getaway driver. How about driver. some versatility? Right. Um, he, th- he thought he was up next. He was anticipating, quote, blue. I am expecting it any time, and it will be a butte. So he's expecting to get slashed in the fl- a face. And he's excited? 
Well, he's just saying, you know, it's coming. It's, it's coming, like, so like, whatever. It's just, yeah, right. Like he's, he's getting a capital L on his mug. Yeah, and right. he's not freaked out. He's like, this is just what we do. Right. I'm going to be an L-face, whatever. Uh, he apparently seemed pretty comfortable with it. Sure enough, a week later, Higgs stag- staggered into the street, bleeding from seven slashes. Oh, Jesus. One over each eye, four on his forehead, and one behind his right ear. Forehead. Makes sense. Four. Oh. Hey. Hi. Hi. Yeah. Yeah. It's spelled differently, though. Sure. But I'm not after the spelling competition, Dave. I'm a punsman. <laughs> Just like my daddy was a punsman. And his father before him. Oh, God. Huh? Oh, sorry. I keep standing on accident. Um, Higgs refused to give any information, saying he could not recognize any of his attackers. Wow. Uh, other people were wounded, were wounded in the attack. Police said the weapons used were bottle, bottles, razors, stones, and boots. Well, it's a good thing they got rid of guns. I mean, this is, that, that's the argument in America against gun control. Then people have boots. <laughs> Same difference. Um, so, clearly the government needed to come up with a way to break up the gangs. So, Parliament passed the Consorting Clause. Sure. It was written specifically to assist in the destruction of the Razor Gangs. It provided harsh penalties for anyone who, quote, habitually consorts with reputed thieves or prostitutes or persons who have no visible or lawful means of support. Okay, so if you associate with these people, then you're in trouble. prostitute, or it sounds like homeless. Okay, you're in trouble. Yeah. Okay, so in this time, you could really only talk to, like, three occupations. Yeah, the butcher. The butcher, the police. And? We'll think of a third. And an amazing third. So basically now it's a crime for criminals to hang out with each other. <laughs> okay. Basically, the New South Wales police were uh, given unlimited powers to imprison anyone oh, who God. associates with anyone who's a consor- criminal, oh, or they thought was a criminal. Right. So basically, total authority. Yeah. Before it was even passed, the police formed a consorting squad, and they hit the ground running the second it was passed. In 1930, the police arrested 54 men and 62 women for consorting. 68 were sentenced to prison. After only a few weeks, the government uh, minister responsible for police said, quote, the reign of terror has ended. And the police commissioner, quote, no other act of parliament has been of such assistance for years in ridding the city and streets of undesirables. Okay. So shit's fucking happening. Is it? I think so. Okay. Well, you know. I mean. Yeah, I, I, I wrote this. <laughs> right. Okay. I, th- I thought you did. I thought that's how it worked. I was like, I didn't write this. The first major criminal to test the consorting clause was Tilly. Of course. She was arrested for hanging out with her employees. <laughs> well, that's a bad business model then. I mean, that is a flaw in the model. She promised the judge she would leave Australia for two years if she was not tried in court. Wow, she's a good negotiator. She is a fucking good that's negotiator. dynamite. And he agreed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, so they threw a bunch of parties for her around town for three weeks, and then she left for England. Her husband, Jim, was left behind to run the business, and Tilly took care of her ill mother in London. It's estimated over 500 people had their faces slashed by razors in the razor gang wars. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. So at that point, it's just normal to have yeah, a Yeah. No, you're weird if you don't. Yeah. When you get your L soon, <laughs> I think. I mean, like... Soon. I don't know. I mean, it's my birthday coming up, yeah, so I hope. I don't know. Fingers yeah. crossed. <laughs> 
Um, the two women still battled through the press, though. Oh, God. <laughs> Kate told the truth that the title of worst woman in Sydney belonged to Tilly. And Tilly told the London paper that, quote, to keep my name out of the papers in any connection with Kate Lee's, as I don't wish to know her class. Spicy. I love that there's, cl- there's classism in this Right, story. yeah. No, this, it's all, it, this is a, I mean, this is, this is a Twitter fight, essentially, is what we have here. Yeah, it is a Twitter fight. Yeah. Sad. Uh. Tilly sad. Spoke to Tilly today, a known sex worker. Just sad, all around sad behavior. Hashtag MAGA. Smartest president ever. Huh? Which is what he said. Yep. It's like they just don't say that. That's what smart people say. You just, no. yeah. Smart people say they're the smartest. I That's how you. smart people work. If you're smart, you go, I'm smarter than you. I told you that the, my dad one time was driving and I was like, I was very, I was like seven and I like made fun of him for something and I was laughing and he looked over at me at a stoplight and he goes, I'm one of the smartest men you're ever going to meet. <laughs> seven. And I was like, I remember him at seven being like, what? That's weird, right? That's a weird thing to say. I don't. I didn't meet my dad. How are you? Good to finally do this. No, I came from there. Thanks a bunch. God, good to put a semen with a face. Finally, it's good to. Now the kids can go. So Jim ran the business uh, for his wife Tilly while she. But was is gone. is he not going to run up against the same issues? Yeah, of course he is. Okay, great. There was a lot more fighting between the gangs. Uh, while he was in charge. And then one guy, a Tomlinson, picked uh, one of Tilly's guys out of a lineup. This was obviously against the code of the gangs. Right. Everyone was pissed, even guys on his side. Right. During a lunch break at the trial, one of Kate's men attacked Tomlinson in the court. <laughs> That's legal at lunch, I think, yeah, though, yeah. right? If it's Isn't lunchtime, that, yeah. you can just do whatever the fuck <laughs> yeah, you want. Yeah. It's all free at that point. <laughs> a few months later, four men raided Kate's house with the intent to kill Tomlinson. They were trying to bash uh, in her back door. One man, John Pentagrast, came in through uh, and threw a brick at her. But he hit a so, light. Okay. He hit a light bulb, and then she, she shot him. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, man. Uh, it's he brought like up, worst he, case scenario yeah. for your brick plan. Can we yeah. take a time out? Shit. 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 Ah, uh, I only had one loaded brick. <laughs> yes, I should have brought, in retrospect, a couple bricks, maybe a gun. A maybe what? aiming practice. A gun? No, not a gun. Wow. It's not what we do. We're brick people. <laughs> My father was a brickman. His father was a brickman. His, his father, though, worked in mud. Well, and, he was, and he's, like, he's like the off brickman. He's the one they're training him in the yard. And they're like, your, st- your toss is too high. You're going to hit lights when you throw like that. Oh, shut up, Dad. I'm not you. (laughs) Where's the light, dying? Uh, Yeah, so uh, she shot him and killed him. Okay, good. Glad we mocked him on the way out. (laughs) Fuck him. He was coming in to kill her. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Three days later, Pettigrass' brother and two other men were charged with having broken and entered the premises and assaulted Kate Lee with intent to murder her. But they were released for a lack of evidence. Okay. Seems to happen a lot. Yeah. 
Jim's handling of Tilly's business was not going well. In March 1931, he was slashed severely across the face by a razor man. And three months later, one of their own henchmen needed money, and he decided to rob Jim. <laughs> hey, boss. Uh, hey, how are you, bud? Yeah. Good. Uh, so can, you, can I just get everything? Um, I don't... You work for... Not anymore. Okay, here. Take everything. Call me boss. Uh, you're the man. You're the yeah. boss. Brick! Shit. <laughs> Shit. Um, so... He robs him. Jim chases after him and shoots at him, but he missed him and uh, killed a taxi driver who was driving by. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God, the luck. A fucking guy in a taxi driving by, and that's what you hit. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's terrible. I mean... Just some guy. <laughs> um, One of the few honest people. Now, the guy he tried to shoot, Frank Green, was a bit of a legend. From the Sydney Truth, quote, Frank Green is regarded as a medical freak and is called the man who can't be killed. Because Wait, who, who is he? This the, guy is... who tri- the guy who robbed Okay, Jim. right. Uh, he, he's the man who can't be killed because he has been shot more times than anyone else in Australia and is literally full of lead. Oh, my God. He's like Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tupac didn't make it. Huh? No, he did. He came back. He was at Coachella a couple years ago. Machiavelli. Oh, right. Yep, no, that's a good point. <laughs> a couple months later, Kate was back on trial again, this time for selling cocaine. The truth called her, quote, Sydney's vicious harridan of the underworld. As the detective who led the case spoke about her career selling drugs, calling her a low moral type, dangerous, and capable of, capable of committing any crime, Kate leaned over to him and said, throw me a kiss, love. Whoa. <laughs> what, is that uh, mockingly or is I think she? So, okay, yeah. right. Or maybe It'd she be a weird time a... for a connection. <laughs> <laughs> I've had I have real feelings for you. Hey, yeah, man, yeah, I'm feeling something too. Yeah, still, I am a witness right now. <laughs> on, on, you're on trial. Hey, yo, getting a boner. You yep. need someone to bang that gavel. I'm not the judge. I'm. Uh, oh, get out of here. I'm Where's the trial. judge? I'm looking for an underrobe. Uh. When the detective uh, said that previously Kate had shot and killed Pendergrass, the judge said, quote, she shot a scoundrel, and I applaud her for that. God. The good lady. (laughs) Kate was sentenced to 12 months in jail for selling the drug. Okay. This was the biggest sentence in the history of New South Wales for a drug conviction. 12 months. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it should be. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean, way less. It's crazy. Uh, she had a comfortable life in prison, ruling over the women inmates, many of whom were prostitutes. Receiving... So you just can't, like, she's just going to turn, she's going to flourish wherever she goes. Yeah. Right. Uh, she received the governor's wife for tea one day. Okay, Different sure. Different time. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And she still managed uh, her brothels from in prison. Okay. In, in October uh, 1930, in England, Tilly told the newspaper that Kate was the greatest top-off, which meant informer in Sydney. And Tilly was not alone. A lot of people thought that's how Kate stayed out of jail after being arrested so many times. Remember, she's been arrested hundreds of times. Right, (laughs) hundreds. When Tilly came back to England, Jim tried to kill her by shooting at her. So their marriage is not great. Well, you've got to... Look, I mean, that just shows that they're not communicating. That's what it says to me, that they're not having honest communication. Right. You You need to talk in a marriage or else someone's going to shoot someone in the face. Talk, yeah. This isn't Florida. Talk. Yeah. Or here you would say uh, Queensland. 
This isn't Queensland talk. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Local. Doing the local. Uh, he missed, of course, because he's Jim. Yep, obviously. <laughs> That's an awkward thing when you miss. Because yeah. when you miss back then, it takes forever to load. Yeah. It's all right. So you're just like, honey. <laughs> there was a bear behind you. <laughs> In June 1933, Kate found herself on... Oh, sorry. He, uh, Kate did not testify against Jim for shooting at her, and he, he okay. was acquitted. The code, okay. Yep. In June 1933, Kate found herself on trial again. This time, when her long list of crimes was read, Detective Bowie said Kate is not without her good side. He said he had once seen her giving food to the unemployed. <laughs> so she's sweet. Yeah. She's a sweetie. Yeah, I mean, besides all the killing and right. razor slashing. But she gave food to a guy once. Kate was sentenced to rustication. Oh, so she's got to get wet and be made of metal? Yeah, in the end, she sits so. out and right, sits out. turns a brown. Uh, that means you were banished to a country town at least 200 miles away. Okay. That's pretty fucked up. I'd take jail. Oh, my God. I would absolutely... I would be like, that was my plan anyway. Send me to the farm. <laughs> I'd just go live with Will's family. Uh, two years later, Kate, uh, now 48 years old, was charged with possession of phenobarbitone, and her bail was set at 100 pounds. Shit. So, so she's they, bringing it. They both keep committing crimes over the years, but the days of the gang war is over. And in 1942, Tilly was f- fined 10 pounds for having rented a place to a woman for immoral purposes. Meaning that she was going to do the... <laughs> that what we're talking about? Rented the room for the old... burner. You're talking about the hummahama? I'm talking about a little... <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's going yeah. to be a car race. Wicked, wicked. Yep, there's going to be a car race. Um, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so, right, there's going to be, uh, Bugs Bunny's going to be at a camp yep. uh, fire <laughs> right. in the desert. Right, that's right. This ain't Poughkeepsie. <laughs> um, no, we just found the old guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in 1943, Parliament passed a Disorderly House Act, and the first person whose house was declared a disorderly house was Tilly Devine. Sure. She was given six months in prison. Uh, <laughs> she was given another six months for wounding a woman in a fight. Uh, the ju- when the judge sentenced her, Tilly shouted at him, Why wouldn't you like to give me any more, you rotten old dirty fuck? Oh, my God. Uh, and, of course... It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Even if that adds more time... It's just so great to shout that at a judge. Yeah. Just I that agree. feeling has to be like, oh, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> but because uh, due to doctor's orders, because she was ill, she was not put in jail. Wow. So the loopholer. She is the loopholer. Now the guy that um, the guy that Jim shot at, who was the guy who wouldn't die? Right. His, the guy he, who robbed him and then he couldn't shoot at. Yeah. Right. That, his girlfriend stabbed him in the heart. Wait, stabbed the guy who couldn't die in the heart? Yeah, he didn't make it. <laughs> That's a fun eulogy. <laughs> well, it turns out he could. He's been Elliot Smith. Um, oh. Oh, some people know that he was murdered by his girlfriend. That's right. What rock star on heroin stabs himself twice in the heart? A good one. <laughs> 
three months later, Tilly got into a knife fight with a 23-year-old man. Jesus Christ. I mean, what? <laughs> Who do you think won? I think she won. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she got... I, I mean, you got to be like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> she got four stitches and he got 12. <laughs> Uh, she finally divorced Jim in 1943, and in February 1945, Tilly was charged with attempting to murder Eric Parsons, who uh, was shot in the leg. She, she, he said he was in the street, and Tilly said she was in bed, so she couldn't have done it. Oh, well, again, I mean, we've got the sleeping alibi, which seems to be pretty airtight. We all remember the People versus Jewy. <laughs> and your excuse? I was having a kip, sir. Conked out, I was. Uh, so, quote, the truth, newspaper, March 31st, 1945. Tilly Devine was acquitted yesterday on a charge of having shot Eric Parsons, who did not appear in court. Okay. Uh, May 1945. Jesus. Tilly Devine, Tilly Devine married Eric Parsons. Oh, my God. <laughs> well... There are, there are bonding experiences. Like, have you ever shot anybody in the leg? It's yeah. a very... My wife. I shot my wife in the leg. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just bonds you forever. <laughs> oh, my God. Talk about a meat cute. That's fun. <laughs> That's a rom-com. Um, Kate started exchanging letters. Uh, oh, oh, and then... Uh, where did I put this? Oh, no. So, so she quickly... Uh, Eric just leaves. Like, they're married very... Briefly. And then he was like, you know, you oh, shot yeah. me in the leg. You did shoot and me in the leg. Rude. Not into that now that I think about it. I probably shouldn't have married you. Uh, <laughs> but you're so good and bad. It's like you've done it a lot. That's where I shot you from. <laughs> Kate started exchanging letters with Shiner Ryan. Yeah, I remember him. Well, he was in Two the, Black Eyes. I remember the... the the first robbery where they took off in a car uh-huh. it was one of those guys. Okay. <laughs> uh, so he sent her a painting he had done. Oh, God. Christ holding a black lamb. Named... Oh. <laughs> Hold on. Picture's not over yet. Christ holding a black lamb named Shiner outside of Fremantle Jail. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Uh, even if it's a good painting, it's still like, you're crazy, right? I mean, what the fuck are you doing? It's all the things that matter to us. <laughs> yeah, and I named myself after the lamb, yeah. <laughs> the lamb's name's Shiner. Yeah, he named... Oh, I like the lamb. His name's Shiner, too. I think it's great you put Christ in front of the jail with the Yeah, lamb. holding me as a sheep that's yeah. black. Yeah. I love you, too. Yeah, that's what this says... How much I love you. When he was released, he went to Sydney, where they quickly announced their engagement. And uh, got married, and the marriage lasted three weeks. Cool. That's fun. Shiner loved Western Australia too much. That's where he was from. And he just went back to Western Australia. Well, that's where Jesus was holding him. So it's like... Kate tried to get three pounds a week alimony, and uh, Shiner refused and said he'd rather go to prison, where he could also get treatment for his asthma. Let's, let's talk about that. Um, it's before uh, uh, universal health care. But how is he going to be... How, how, what's the benefit of jail for an asthmatic? Um, well, it's probably not as much running. Uh, right. 
And then... Uh, so he's not getting any help. He's just like, I need a vacation. I really... I just got to get away. I mean, I'm just so well, stressed. I think there's... In the hospital, they take care of the uh, prisoners in uh, the medical wing. So it's probably the only opportunity he has for medical care. Okay. It's like America. <laughs> Shoot me. I... <laughs> I have cancer, shoot me. All right, then I can get a doctor. Um, so, uh, they didn't 19... laugh because it's sad. Yeah, it is yeah. sad. Got really real there for a yeah. second. In 1950, Kate gave an interview to a paper. She talked about Tilly. Quote, we were enemies for years. Tilly would put the dirt in about me uh, to friends, and then I'd tear her into Tilly, and we'd chase each other from one street to another. But that's all done now. Tilly's a very good woman, mind you, no matter what the police say. Uh, Kate married for a third time to criminal uh, uh, to another criminal. Okay, uh, they got separated. Also, in 1951, Tilly was warned not to return to Melbourne because she would be arrested. So she returned to Melbourne and was arrested. Okay, sure. Uh, for a parole violation, quote: She was wearing 13 diamond rings and had 296 pounds in cash. Well, she's like Kanye. <laughs> the fuck! If you're gonna roll up, he's sneaky. She's fucking blinging down the street. They're like, if you look past the diamonds. Uh, in July 1952, uh, a newspaper quote, Kate Lee appeared at the licensing court today, charged with selling Sly Grog. <laughs> Outside the court, Lee tried to knock a camera from the hands of a newspaper photographer. I mean, they're fucking old ladies now. <laughs> but they're still She's badass. still it's... fucking selling booze. Also, Sly <laughs> Grog. Are they, selling, are they Sly Grogging at the courthouse? It's fucking 1952. Why are you Sly Grogging at that point? <laughs> Just straight grog. Is is she selling the slide grog at the courthouse? No. Okay. No, that's what not, I thought it's not was that happening. Crazy. Okay. No, she's in court for selling slide okay, grog. Okay, I wasn't she didn't sure. She fucking roll in with a cart. Listen, in a cart oh, I'm and, sorry. I'm would sorry. you like some slide grog? Uh, not guilty. <laughs> um, August 1954, Kate was uh, driven into bankruptcy when the government came after her for unpaid taxes totaling seven thousand one hundred thirty pounds. Okay. October 1955, the taxation department came for Tilly, saying she owed more than 20,000 pounds. Okay. So that's how they figured out to shut them down. Right. Go out. Uh, right. Because they, weren't, they weren't doing their taxes properly yeah. in these illegal businesses. Right. Right. Uh, Kate had a stroke and died on February 5th, 1964. She was 84 years old. Tilly sold off her last brothel in 1968. Oh, my God. <laughs> was it mums? <laughs> To let incest go. <laughs> she died broke on November 24th, 1970. From her obituary, quote, Miss Devine's last public appearance was about five years ago when she alleged that a male friend had slipped her a Mickey. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, robbed her of more than 6,000 worth of diamonds. The only public eulogy offered at Tilly's funeral was that uh, by police commissioner Norman Allen, who said, quote, she was a villain, but who am I to judge her? <laughs> yep. Police used to just be way cooler. Yeah. Yeah. Like they would, like that. I mean, there's something nice about that. The respect. Yeah, respect, respect for the Respect the game, yeah. Yeah, respect the game. Unlike now. 
No, police are great now. Yeah, hopefully they listen. Um, boy, that is quite a feud. Yeah, they weren't kidding around. Those no, well, and even though the, what's so weird is like when you, like obviously you know they murder and cut elves into humans' faces, but you still like because of the era, you just are like they're just badasses. Yeah, they're totally badass. Yeah, because that is like a that is a world where it would it was male dominated and they're still they're, bl- they're breaking the glass two, ceiling yeah, right for there sure, with a razor in their hands. Yeah. They're cutting the glass ceiling open. Very impressive. Shit, you had to be a real badass woman to fucking take charge of a criminal empire those days. Yeah, right. Yeah, I want to be a badass woman. You're. <laughs> not sure, I'm not sure what just happened, huh? Um, but there's a brothel here called Badass Women. Is there? I don't know. It's right next to Grandmums. You don't look that bad. Stop. <laughs> hard to see out of? It's not easy. <laughs> I've put Dave's glasses on. It's not easy. Yeah, I can see something. You can see something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I smudged them already. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That's good. I like that. That's not a bad story. What's we, happening right now? We, I'm just I'm, I'm reflecting. I'm having my moment of reflection, which I've earned. It sounds like you thought it was a bad story at one point. No, I mean, it's a good, like, I think that, not that it's a bad story, that it's like, a, it's not a uh, heart-wrenching story. It's a story of, I take, I, I see the glass half full with these two. You kind of liked them at the end, didn't you? I liked them throughout most of it, to be totally honest. <laughs> I, I just think that if you are like, like if it's just, I mean, it's, it is like you said, I mean, it's just, it's a much harder position to get to. And these, they had the cops fucking shaking in their boots, yeah. cutting L's in people's faces, shooting or, and claiming you were just taking naps. Yeah. <laughs> that is the best alibi ever. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was napping. Sorry. No yeah. way I could have shot that guy. No, no. Someone was sleeping. Look at my face. It's got pillow marks. Could I not? And it's coated in blood. Yeah. Um, uh, shit. Yeah, fuck. Shit, fuck. Shit, fuck. Um, we want to thank all the children for coming out tonight. Thank you to the um, kids. You learned some no, stuff? No, we really, uh, we really appreciate everybody coming out, obviously. Thank you guys very much. Uh, we will be, uh, like uh, Dave uh, the gin drinker said earlier, we will be out there signing uh, and hanging out. And uh, thank you very much for coming out, everybody. We appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thank you. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, 
to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there.